Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Enlightened Hood. I'm your host, Lena Lemos. Do you ever eat like shit on the weekends and then tell yourself it's okay because your diet starts on Monday? I cannot tell you how many times I've done this, and it just got me thinking that it's so easy to just put off your health and wellness. You know, oh, it starts Monday, so it's okay if I do this now because next week I'm really going to kill it. But then we just get into this cycle where we just keep saying, okay, next week, okay, next week, but what about now? You know, the postpartum body struggles are so real and it's so hard on top of just learning what it means to become a mother and then just being okay and accepting and falling back in love with this new body that you're in. I think one of the things that has helped me at least is A, giving myself grace, giving myself time, not putting a time limit on anything, but also knowing that it took nine months to grow a human and it's probably going to take much longer to really start for my body to feel like itself again. And that's okay. But as I start to get back into my fitness journey postpartum, I really appreciated having this conversation with Julia because she reminded me that, you know, it's baby steps. It's just showing up every day. I mean, we talk about this a lot. It's really, and in the same thing, it goes for a lot of mindfulness aspects. You're showing up every day. You're putting in a little effort. You may not have 90 minutes anymore to work out, but all you need is 20 minutes, 10 minutes to move your body. That's it. So before I get into my conversation with Julia, I thought it would be fun if we just did a positive body affirmation together. So I'm going to say it and I love if you'd also say it out loud and just let it really sink in. My weight does not equal my worth. My weight does not equal my worth. I think as women, we pay way too much attention to the number on the scale and somehow think that as that number decreases, that we're going to become happier. And most of the time, that's not the case. I just want to let you know that you are beautiful just the way you are. And no matter how much you weigh or what your body looks like at this point, you are beautiful and you are worthy and you can change the world just the way you are. And you know, one of the things that has really helped me postpartum is just the way that my daughter looks at me. And think of that, the way that your kids look at you, they don't see weight, they don't see that you still have 10 pounds to lose. They don't see that you haven't done your makeup. You know, they see you for you and they see the light within you and they love you unconditionally. So what if we also gave that unconditional love to ourselves? Just think about it, let it soak in and let's celebrate each other and the amazing things that our bodies do together. So today I'm chatting with Julia Hickman Julia is an online trainer and the creator of the Petite Fastinista, which is a blog and an Instagram community where she cultivates a healthy lifestyle for time-crunched mamas. I'm sure we all can relate. You may hear a little background noise during our conversation. Uh, we had a break-in at my house. Someone kicked in our back door. Luckily, 
nothing was stolen because our neighbor happened to get home at the same exact time that the door was broken into, but the door is right next to my office. So I had to move everything upstairs and tried to move the furthest away from the door being replaced. But of course, you can still hear some drilling in the background, of course. You know me, it's just one thing after another, right? Isn't that how it always goes? Anyway, I love how Julia gives us a reminder to really just start small and it only takes one day at a time. So I hope she can really give you that motivation you need to show up, whether it's on the mat or going to the gym or take that walk or that run. Really just move your body because it's so good for our mind. It's so good to help us be present. And here is Julia. So Julia... I'd love if you could just share with us a little bit about how you got into fitness and started your blog, The Petite Fastinista. Sure. Yeah. So I actually consider myself a late bloomer. Um, I was definitely the, the kid in middle school and high school who, uh, you know, whenever it was time to pick teams, uh, team members, I was the one like trying to hide because like I didn't want to participate. <laughs> um, I was the one who tried to get out of gym with any excuse I could find. Um, so I just didn't really uh, appreciate fitness um, until a little bit later in life. I did sign up for the track team um, my junior year, but then I ended up quitting because I just came up with a bunch of excuses. So it wasn't really until I was in college that I got a little bit more serious about going out for runs, going to the gym. It just helped me, A, you know, try to stay healthy with, um, with uh, you know, busy college uh, schedule. Um, but also, I really enjoyed running because it kind of forced me to get outside and spend time with nature. And then from there, it just, uh, it became a part of my life. Um, I actually didn't sign up for my first uh, race, my first like official half marathon until I met my now husband. Um, he was the one who kind of motivated me to sign up for like an official race. So I, uh, I have to give him credit too <laughs> for getting me started. So once you got into fitness and it became part of your everyday life, how did that transform once you became a mom? It definitely got tricky. Um, there was no more being able to go to CrossFit where, um, where I was a trainer, no more hour long classes. Um, for, for a little while, I was able to take him when he was still a few months old, but then he got big and he, you know, he wanted to crawl around and, um, you know, that was just not going to happen. There was no childcare at, at that facility. So I had to, I had to put an end to that. And then I started working out my own. And, um, I just knew that hour long workouts were not going to cut it. Uh, if I could get out for a run, that was great. But if I was doing like a full body, like weight training workout, I had to do it as quickly as I could, as quickly and efficiently as I could, which sometimes meant all I could do was like a 10 minute workout. But I knew that 10 minutes was going to be better than zero minutes. So I just tried to stay consistent and, um, you know, tell myself that this is, this is better than nothing. So you're an online trainer now, and you just started posting videos on your social media. Did you know, I mean, once you started to get into fitness, did you have any inkling that this is kind of where it was going to take you? 
Yeah. So um, actually going back to you had asked me about how I started the Petit Fascinista. So I actually started my blog um, around the time that I was pregnant because I wanted to make sure that I documented um, my fitness journey throughout my pregnancy and also wanted to make sure that I was holding myself, myself accountable to actually working out during my pregnancy. Um, I didn't want to just be like, oh, you know, I'll just, uh, I'll just start again once the baby's born, you know. So that that's what led me to starting my blog kind of as, as like a hobby and um, uh, a motivation piece for myself. Uh, and then from there, I created my Instagram account, which same thing. It was kind of just like an extension of my blog at first. And then over the past couple of years, it kind of had it's kind of taking its own, um, it's going to take its own different turn to other things. Like it's led me to, um, network with, with other people, you know, in, in the fitness and health industries and, you know, self, self-care industries, um, like brands, you know, like healthy snack brands have reached out to me and worked with me, um, like active wear companies have reached out to me. So it's, it's led me to, it's given me another platform to connect with people and, um, share my journey, uh, share motivation, inspire people. And, um, honestly, sometimes I, I, you know, I like being on Instagram better than like working on my blog. (laughs) I feel like it's, it's more interactive, you know, like when you, write a blog post, you know, it can sit there for a while before anybody actually sees it, or, you know, sometimes it's hard to get comments. So you never know, like somebody's actually reading this stuff, but with Instagram, you get more of like a, like an instant, you know, uh, response as to like what people are, are connecting with and enjoying. Um, so I, I like Instagram in that respect. Yeah. And the whole fit moms community is huge on Instagram. Yes, definitely. Which can be, um, you know, that can be tricky too, because I feel like, you know, we see all these people doing all these things and, oh, wow, look at her, you know, she's got perfect six pack, you know, she, she lost all the baby weight. It, It can feel like so many people out there are like, you know, and I'm using air quotes, but you know, they're bouncing right back. Um, and, um, it can make some of us feel a little bit inadequate, like, Oh my God, I'll, I'll never be able to like, look like that, um, again, or look like that ever, you know? So it can be, it can definitely play into our, um, into our mindset and make some of us feel like, um, you know, that, that comparison game where we might compare ourselves to others that we see on, on Instagram, when in reality, we might not know the whole backstory behind, you know, a picture that might look perfect. Right. I'm not going to lie. I'm completely in that place right now. I just, I gave birth six weeks ago and I, I find myself Googling like, how long does it take to blah, blah, blah. And I, it, it is so hard to not compare yourself to people on social media and Instagram, especially because you're right. You don't know the story behind the picture or what app was used to make it look that way. So would you say that when stepping back into fitness and especially being a mother is mindset. One of the big things that has to be conquered first. 
Totally. That's um, definitely part of my message is, um, you know, we got to work on the mindset before we can, we can really tackle anything else because you can work out all you want and you can eat healthy all you want. But if you're still having like negative thoughts and um, negative talk to yourself, then you're really, you know, one is not really a hundred percent healthy if, um, if the mindset is also not, not fully there. And it doesn't mean that we have to be like these perfect um, women who are always like happy go lucky. Um, it just means that we have to watch, we have to try to watch like our, our inner thoughts and try to try to be mindful of the way that we are, um, you know, thinking, we should not let allow the negative thoughts to have too much power, you know, like they're going to be there Mm -hmm. um, because we're human. Right. But we just, you know, should try to not let them have too much, too much power. What are some things you recommend in terms of really trying to self-correct and recognize those inner thoughts and start to change them so we can really kind of step into the person we want to be in terms of our health and wellness? Yeah, a very simple thing that I can recommend to um, to the listeners is um, and I learned this not too long ago, but um, just to shift your mindset a little bit is anytime you feel like you're saying, oh, I have to, you know, do X, Y, Z, or oh, I have to go to X, Y, Z, change the have to, to I get to. So like, oh, I have like, oh, I have to go to work, like, oh, I hate my, you know, I hate my job, blah, blah, blah. If you change the have to, like, oh, I, I, you know what, I get to go to work. Like, at least I, I do have a job right now, even though it kind of sucks, but at least I have something right now. Um, or, oh, I have to, oh, I have to take my kid to this, um, you know, to this doctor's appointment. Well, you know what, I get to, I get to take my kid to this doctor's appointment because I care about my kid's health. Um, so just a couple of little examples of how we could change, um, you know, just by changing one word, you know, we can kind of twist it and give it a different, um, give it a different feeling. I love that. It's so funny. I was talking to my mom about that same thing a few weeks ago and how it's such an overlooked tool in mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It takes practice. I mean, it's not, it's not something that we all do perfectly. I mean, I, I still have to catch myself sometimes. Yeah. Could you tell me a little bit more about your message of core and mind connection? Yeah, definitely. So I, around this time of year, I get a lot of inquiries Um, women, especially moms who reach out to me and they're like, Oh, you know, it's, we're just a few weeks away from Memorial Day weekend, and I'm worried about, you know, my whole tummy situation, um, being in a bathing suit. Um, so as much as I totally under, understand that, like the the physical aspect of wanting to look better so that you can feel better, I uh, I always want to go back to the fundamentals and go back to the, like, the basics. So I always encourage women to work on connecting with their cores because our core really is like the, it's like the center of our universe, I I call it. Um, It holds so much um, of our, our power of our, um, you know, like, 
our posture depends on our core connection, our pelvic floor, which, um, you know, having a strong pelvic floor helps things like our like respiratory or sexual function. Um, there's so many things that come from like the pelvic floor core region. And the pelvic floor is actually part of the core. I won't go into details on that now, but, um, you know, some people think like core, that's just your abs, right? And it's like, no, your core is actually like over 20 different muscles, like around like your mid, your the middle of your body. Mm. So I just, I really encourage going back to like the fundamentals and making sure that you are like being mindful, um, of how your core, how your whole body interacts with your core. Um, and it makes such a difference in, in everything, like everyday life. And then of course your, your workouts, um, once you actually achieve like a better connection and, um, strengthening of the core muscles. Hmm. I did not know that about your core. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. You're right. Everyone thinks it's just your abs. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So when mothers come to you and they say things like what you said about, I'm embarrassed about my stomach or I, it's two weeks and I need this. What is the biggest misconception that you see with women who are trying to step back into getting healthy? Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of women, um, we all, tend to try to look for the shortcuts. Uh, so I see a lot of people try really restrictive diets. That's like a big thing I see. Um, and even though it, it might work for a little bit, uh, there's going to come a day when, you know, the, the cravings are going to start again, and then you, you know, they're going to find themselves back at ground zero. So I always encourage people to not do any of like those really crazy restrictive diets or cleanses or anything like that. Um, I mean, it's okay to do like a little bit of a detox, like right in the, in the beginning stages of a, like a new nutrition program that you want to do, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't follow like a diet, you know, like I wouldn't recommend to somebody that they go like full on keto or paleo or this or that. Um, it's so much better to just like eat like whole foods. <laughs> like try to watch like your sugar. Sugar is like such a big thing because a lot of people don't realize how much sugar there is in many of the things that we buy that we keep on our shelves. There's so much hidden sugar. So if, the, if you know, if we can just focus on minimizing sugar and eating lots of veggies, eating like lean protein, some healthy carbs, depending on your level um it's change can definitely be made it comes with patience right like it's not the pounds are not just going to disappear after a week um it's a it's a process it's a journey but it's so much better to do it to do it right than to try to like rush into it and then you know like even risk like causing some damage like by missing out key nutrients Mm-hmm. How long do you think it usually takes in terms of commitment before you see your clients turning it into an actual daily habit? I would say it takes about six to eight weeks because that's really start seeing changes in their body. Um, and then when, once they start seeing changes and other people notice, that's when they're like, oh, this is a, 
all right, I'm, I'm doing something right. I got to keep going. Um, so it definitely takes, uh, you know, close to two months to be able to, to see changes. That's not terrible, though. It's only eight weeks. Right. You know, when you think about it and with, within those six to eight weeks, how much time per day would, are you recommending in terms of exercising? Yeah. So I recommend a minimum of 30 workouts a week, um, about 20 minutes each. Obviously, if somebody has more time, they could do a little bit more. But I also don't like people to over-exercise because when you over-exercise, then you get extra hungry and then you kind of like negate some of the, uh, the, um, the, you know, the benefits of, of exercise and eating healthy. So if you can get in three like well-structured workouts in a week, that's really good. And I know sometimes, you know, as busy moms, it's hard to, to get like 20 minutes of mm-hmm. you know, like quiet, like alone time. So what I say is just do 10 minutes, like do, do something, but try to stay consistent because if you do 20 minutes, um, today, right. But then you don't do another 20 minute workout until Saturday, you know, you've had all these days in between, and then you're kind of starting all over again. But if you, you know, if you did something today and then you want to do something on Wednesday, but Wednesday's a crazy day, if you could just do 10 minutes, then that's going to be better. And then until you can get another day where you can put in a little bit more time, you do, does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. it's just staying consistent is, is so, um, so much more important than, than the actual like length of the workout. And what type of workouts do you think are most effective? So what I um, what I create for my um, for my training programs, I do full body workouts that incorporate um, cardio as well as weight training. So we use dumbbells, mm-hmm. and then once a week we do like a whole body weight core focused. Um, exercise. So we'll do things like plank variations, um, dead bugs, um, leg circles. So it's very core intensive. And it's the one that I do like in the middle of the other two. So it's it's a nice way of kind of breaking up the two more high intensity workouts that we do. I love it. And would you say that around that six to eight week period that your clients and mamas you've seen have also are also experiencing that mindset shift as well once they're really starting to see results. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, it can be a little hard in the beginning stages. And um, that's why I, I actually created a new program where I work with my clients a little bit closer the first month, because I, I do notice that sometimes when people have been with me for like two, three weeks, they're, they're like, oh, they, they try to come up with excuses. So if I can just hold their hands for a little bit in the beginning stages and I can get them to that point where they're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm noticing the changes. Um, and then that's when like the mindset really shifts and, and they realize, okay, you know, my, this is, this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Um, you know, I can, I can do this. How has empowering other women to step into their best and healthiest selves empowered you as a coach? Oh, that's a really good question. It's been, it's been really amazing because I feel like when I created this whole 
petite fashionista um, brands, I guess. Um, I didn't really know where it was going to go. Like I said, I kind of just started it as a, as a hobby. And then um, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do with the blog. And then after leaving my, my CrossFit trainer job and um, starting my own uh, group training uh, at my house, I saw a need for women to get access to workouts when they couldn't come to my house to work out. So that's how I created the online group training um, program. And I, I call it my online studio because it's like, it's like, you know, you, you join my private group and you get access to, to workouts um, throughout the week. And I have meal plans and recipes. So it's, um it's really like a little studio, right? And right from you know, from your computer or phone that somebody can access. And um, it's just been amazing seeing like the, uh, the difference in some of these women and how much they like love and appreciate what I do. And I think that gives, that just gives me more inspiration to keep providing them with like awesome service and um, really expanding my, my platform to, to reach other women who might also be in need of, of something accessible, like online training so that they don't have to worry about getting to a gym, um, or, you know, finding class hours that work with their schedule. Uh, so I really just want to make fitness more accessible and teach that it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be punishment. It doesn't have to, you don't need to spend hours and hours working out. Um, if you do it smartly, then you'll definitely reap the benefits. I love that. So for any words of encouragement for any listeners out there who may be having a bad day or just need that pick me up or have been waiting to start their fitness journey, but have been giving themselves excuses, what are your words of encouragement? Yeah, that's great. Um, I read an article recently where it said that a lot of um, a lot of people go through uh, the pause or the stop mentality where when things get a little tough in our lives, we tend to stop certain things like fitness, like, oh, work is really crazy. So I'm just not going to work out this week or, oh, you know, the kids haven't been sleeping. So I'm just not going to work out this week. And then what happens is we have to start all over again. So if we could just find small ways, it doesn't have to be like, like we've always done them, but if we could just give ourselves a little bit of grace, just do a little bit, but to keep going, um, we're going to be in such a better position to like, just like jump back into it once we're ready. So my advice would be to any woman, any mom who's like, Oh, I can't, you know, I can't do it, or I'm not ready, or I'm going to, I'm going to start working out again when X, Y, Z, right. Is my message is to just start now, start small and just take it one day at a time. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just do what you can, but keep going. Thank you for listening to Enlightened Hood, a movement that empowers mindful motherhood and sees the beauty in every woman's why. If you would like to be part of our community, find us on Instagram at Enlightened Hood and subscribe to this podcast where we put out new episodes every Monday and Wednesday.